Hello and welcome to episode number 14 of Bill Man the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Bill Man, where I get to report you the latest weekly news from the NFL, NBA, MLB, and NHL. So we're going to jump straight to the NBA as the playoffs are still going on. And Milwaukee Bucks, they swept the Miami Heat. They got revenge. Oh man, they were just a dominant team. Could they win the championship this year? You Bucks fans, let me know. Oh boy, New York Knicks fans. Oh boy. Apparently you guys are currently down 3-1 in the series against the Atlanta Hawks at the time I'm recording this. And I want to hear from you, from you Knicks fans. What do the Knicks need to improve in order to get past Atlanta in the first round? As of right now, as of today's game, Derrick Rose averaged 18 points, only two rebounds. Julius Randle, your best player, who's like top five MVP candidate, dropped 23 and 10 rebounds. RJ Barrett, 21 points. Taj Gibson, six points. Bullock, no points, with only four rebounds, so... Yeah, what do the Knicks need to improve? Do they need to do a little lineup change? Or do they need to improve better overall the next three games? And they couldn't stop Trey Young, who had who dropped, again, 27 points, who is owning the Knicks so far this series. So, Knicks fans, let me know in your thoughts on that. And while the playoffs are entertaining, now let's jump on to the NFL. And as we all know, Sports drama becomes a thing, right? We all heard with Russell Wilson to begin the offseason. Then it's Aaron Rodgers, which, yikes. And this time, it's wide receiver Julio Jones from the Atlanta Falcons. As he came up with a quote saying, I am done here, man. Get me out of here. And, and at the time I'm recording this, there are rumors that two teams have talked about Julio Jones. And one of them potentially Seahawks, as there was also rumors that he talked with Russell Wilson about playing in Seattle. So, could we possibly see between Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Julio Jones? Who is most likely to go? I wouldn't be too shocked if it's Julio Jones. The guy deserves a ring before he retires. So does Rodgers and Wilson. But... Where would Aaron Rodgers go if those rumors really are true? And while he's still denying that it's not, and while we really haven't heard much from Russell Wilson, is he still a Seahawk or is he gone before the season? So NFL fans, I'm curious to know, especially you Atlanta Hawks fans, is it time to blow up and retool? Or are you guys still going to hold on to Julio Jones for the rest of, the, of his career before he retires? Let me know any of your thoughts on that. And now into Major League Baseball. As news came out yesterday of Braves outfielder Marcelo Zuna, who was, who was arrested for assault. And I'm not going to get into too many further details on this, but it's been all over the news. And it's actually pretty disturbing. But my overall question for you, Atlanta Braves, is what do you guys do now? Do you guys go for, try to target an outfielder? Or do you guys just call up a top outfield prospect? And does your team turn it around 
I'm I'm just not sure where to go if you're the Atlanta Braves. But with the Atlanta Braves, while, yeah, they're second, they're only three and a half games back of first by the Mets. Does your whole team need to turn it around, or what's new now? And the fact that you guys just signed Ozuna to a four-year, $65 million deal, uh, it's not looking too pretty, and it's looking pretty bad. But Braves fans, I really want to hear your thoughts on the whole situation. And New York Yankees, you guys definitely struggled against the Detroit Tigers. While, yeah, you guys lost 6-2 to two today. And you guys basically lost two out of the three-game series against the Detroit Tigers. Is it time to press the panic button? Who needs to turn it around? You guys let me know your thoughts on that. And now into the NHL. So while most of round one has ended, some of round two has started by the time I'm recording this, and the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens are the only round one series that has not ended yet as it's going to a best of seven. And I'm not going to recap that yet because because I'm going to recap the rest of round one. So we're going to start off with the Edmonton Oilers and Winnipeg Jets, which the Winnipeg Jets ended up sweeping the Oilers. Poor Connor McDavid. Poor Connor McDavid. I actually feel so bad for him. Yeah, he's the best player in the world, but doesn't look like he's best playoffs player. That's for sure. As the Oilers were just a no-show for the Winnipeg Jets. Connor Hellebuck really outdueled Mike Smith throughout the whole playoffs and most of the Oilers team. And while I was a little concerned about the Jets as they lost Nikolai Ehlers prior to before the playoffs, and I thought Edmonton was totally going to run away, but wow, was I wrong. And next we got the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Islanders. While the Islanders beat the Pittsburgh Penguins 4-2 to in round one. Now, I'm not too upset with this. I believe I had the Islanders, so I'm not too upset. And I honestly thought Pittsburgh was going to try get a rematch against the Islanders as the Islanders swept them back in the 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs. But with power guys like Matthew Barzell, Anthony Beauvillier, and Brian Pulak, Nick Letty on the blue line, and Simeon Verlamov, woo. The Islanders are just tough. And Pittsburgh, got a couple questions for you guys. Chris Latane, do you move on from him? How do you guys address your goaltender with, well, Tristan Jerry was a Swiss cheese for you guys. Next, we got the Washington Capitals and Boston Bruins, which the Bruins absolutely whooped the Capitals 4-1 to one in five games. Oh, man, another one? I was dead wrong. I was really wrong. Boston really made me look foolish. I will go ahead and say that. As I badly wanted to see Ovechkin at least win another cup and still hope so before he retires, but I'm like in a loss of words for this series. Next, we got the Carolina Hurricanes 
against the Nashville Predators when Carolina beat him 42 in six games. Now, I was originally calling a sweep or out of five games. I really had no faith in Nashville, but they did put up a good fight. I'll give them that, but Carolina was just too good. But we'll see how much longer can their goalie duo carry them in the playoffs. Next, we got the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, the one that excited most hockey fans, including myself, as the Panthers lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning in six games. Uh, I was really hoping it would go to a game seven, but while, yeah, Florida was good this year and made the playoffs, but Tampa still the defending cup champions, and they're still such a powerhouse team, and it was a good match. Could have been a bit better, but it is what it is. And we got another sweep as the Colorado Avalanche swept the St. Louis Blues. And while I'm a little shocked it was a swept, I was originally calling the Blues for it to be in six games for the Colorado Avalanche to beat them. But it's Colorado, man. Nathan McKinnon, Nazem Kadri before that dirty hit. Now, I agree with the suspension. That hit was awful and dirty. But Brandon Saad, Gabriel Landeskog, Miko Rantanen, Kale McCarr. Woo! Watch out. They're dirty. Last but not least, a seven-game series against the Vegas Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild, which Vegas gone on to win. The Wild were another team I had no faith in, but they put up a pretty good fight. So, overall, the first round was entertaining, and we'll see who wins. At the time I'm recording this, I'm still calling the Leafs to actually move on. But let me know if that happens or not. And now to my weekly NHL review, where I give out my reviews, thoughts, and opinions on every single NHL team. So, this week, we are going to do the Florida Panthers. So, the Florida Panthers, prior to this season, I did not think they were going to make the playoffs. And like most NHL fans, including myself, the Florida Panthers really proved us wrong. With the stars of Jonathan Huberto, Alexander Barkov, and Aaron Ekblad before the, his awful season-ending injury. And with underrated signings they made with Anthony Duclair and Carter Verhage. Wow. The, and even with the acquire of Sam Bennett, the Panthers really came to play. As they finished with a record in 56 games played, they finished a record of 37-14-5 for 79 points, which was good for second place in the Central. They had a goals for of 189, a goals against of 153, and a goal differential of 36, plus 36. And they also had, a in their last 10, they were 8-2-0. So that's actually pretty good. And before the playoffs, and in the regular season... Their top five goal scorers were Jonathan Huberdeau in 55 games played, 20 goals, 41 assists for 61 points. He is underrated, an underrated player in the NHL. And Alexander Barkov, a very underrated superstar, in my opinion, in 50 games played, 26 goals, 32 assists for 58 points. He, he's just a fantastic player all around. Carter Verhage, who I thought was pretty underrated this year, 43 games played, 18 goals, 18 assists for 36 points. Mackenzie Wieger, who was arguably their best defenseman this season, in 54 games played, 6 goals, 30 assists for 36 points. And to end out their top five, Patrick Hornquist in 44 games played, 14 goals, 18 assists for 32 points. 
And for the goalie stats, Christian Drieger, he started 23 games played with a record of 14-6-3 with a 207 goals against and a 927 save percentage. Spencer Knight, a, their rookie goaltender in who started in three games, he has a record of 4-0-0 with a 232 goals against and a 919 save percentage. And Sergei Bobrovsky, in 30 games started, he has a record of 19-8-2 with a 291 goals against and a 906 save percentage. So my questions for you, Florida Panthers fans. While they made the playoffs last year and the bubble round the year prior, while they were both eliminated technically the first round, what do the Panthers need to improve on? Is it their scoring depth? Is it their defensive depth? Is it overall depth? Maybe another forward or two? Maybe another top four, top two defenseman? Maybe trade Sergei Bobrovsky? Although, while my other question for you Panthers fans is Sergei Bobrovsky. So obviously, he's completed technically two seasons with the Panthers. While he signed for a seven-year, $7 million deal. So you guys are stuck paying him $10 million a year for the next five years. And his stints in Florida in 2019-2020, he had a record of 23-19-6 with a 323 goals against and a 900 save percentage. So that wasn't his best. While he did improve this year, with a 906 save percentage, but his last two, three years in Columbus, 27, 2018, 2019, a 913, 2017, 2018, 921, 2016, 2017, a 931 save percentage. While, yeah, he's a two-time all-star, a two-time Vesna finalist, but how many more top-tier years does he have in the tank? Do you guys possibly start Spencer Knight over Bobrovsky? Or do you start him most of next year until you put Spencer Knight in? Let me know in your thoughts on that. So thank you for tuning in to episode number 14 of Bill Man the Sport Guys podcast. I am your host, Bill Man. I wish everyone a very happy Memorial Day for those who celebrate it. And stay tuned for episode number 15. Peace.